There's something I need to tell you guys. And it's big and it's not good. She's yes. ridiculous. You're ridiculous too, Heather. You've been bullying all of us for four years. I have some information confirmed today and I've been wrestling with it all day. Not sure how to tell you. Monica, why were you talking about me? I thought we were friends. You know why. She is not who she says she is. Are you serious? I'm serious. You're a nasty bitch. She has plotted and profited from our lives and our pain. That's not true. Let's move on. I've had enough of the conversation. Thank you. It was lies, pure lies. There's no dark asshole secrets. Clearly you're the one with the secret. She's not our friend. Heather, you have narrated me for years. It's enough. You need to own it right now. We all fall for it. So that opening, that opening, uh, for those of you who do not watch, because I know a few of you listening do not watch the show, that clip was how the show started. Um, wild, wild, right? That's that sums it up perfectly. Um, everybody, hello, welcome back to Salty Housewives. I am Dallin, joining us finally again back from her trip, not to the Bermuda Triangle, but to Washington is Megan. I'm back, salty bitches. We're so happy to have you back. I feel like I disappeared into the Bermuda Triangle just to come back and be so stressed out by that episode. It's okay. Everyone, Megan, just like True Form, because we do this every week, Megan just finished the episode <laughs> while I spent the last two days dissecting it and spending a lot of time on Instagram getting into the nitty gritty of what did not get shown on Bravo. But... We're not here to talk about that on the podcast. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen it. If not, follow me and you'll see stuff that we won't talk about on here. But um, yeah, I don't want to waste too much time, but I do want to ask Megan, how was your holiday? Oh my gosh, it was so good. I feel like I went on a bender though, because... That's the least amount of sleep I've ever gotten on a vacation. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. It was like we had what we like to call cousin time. And we were oh. up until 6 a.m., 8 a.m. Like, there was not a lot of sleeping. There was just a lot. There was a lot of good times. That's fun. That's I Which is I awesome. That. But I got home yesterday and slept all day. And good. then I woke up. Got a few things done and then slept all night. And today has just been a reset. Like, vacuumed, 
got laundry done, made sure my cat didn't have separation anxiety. <laughs> Do you know what I love about that? Because I sent you about 8,000 text messages. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't know anything that had happened. So you see my messages and are probably like, what's going on? Da, da, da. And then you finally watch and you go, holy shit. Oh, yes. I went back through and, and read everything because I was avoiding the spoilers. And, you know, I'm glad that I did because you saw yeah. my you saw my genuine reactions because I was taking pictures while I was watching the episode. And those were my 100% genuine reactions. I will I will share with everybody my favorite, that shock face of yours, because <laughs> your your reaction to that moment. And again, I'm only going to share this on Instagram. So if you want to know what we're talking about, you need to follow Salty Housewives Podcast on Instagram if you're not already. But what Megan gasped in shock and awe over, I was laughing my ass off because it was so, it's the best line I've ever heard uttered on television. And the fact it was directed towards Lisa Barlow made it even better. Um, when we get to it I'll tell you which line made that face happen Okay. Um, because I mean there was a lot in that one sentence oh yeah oh yeah I I am so glad you had a great holiday I quit my job on New Year's Eve I did I uh, here's my thing I loved my job I did it was a good job It was a job that literally saved people's lives and helped people. But when you're going to work and before you go to work, you're filled with anxiety. And when you're at work, you're full of anger. You know you're not in a good place. And when you feel like the only people you can take your concerns to aren't going to listen to you, it's time to go. Time to go. So I'm gone. <laughs> Proud of you. Um, it's fine. I luckily, my last paycheck will have two days of holiday pay on it. Plus, I got all of my unused PTO on the check. So I can at least nice. pay up. Yeah, I can pay up my bills for the next two months. So I have time to chill for a couple of weeks. And then... I can do the job hunt and everything, but I have time to figure it out. So we, we, you had a fun holiday and I made my life better on my holiday. So it's a win-win. It is a win-win. All right. Now this, those of you who have been listening from the beginning, you know, the formula we're going to go. And it's hard to follow the formula because I don't want to talk about anything else but the moment. However, we have to break down the episode. That's why I recorded the audio at the beginning. So after the audio happened, we get a title card that says eight hours earlier. So Meredith is in the kitchen and she decides to tell the cook how last night's wine did not help her sleep very well. 
No shit, Meredith. You're dehydrated. You had an IV on day <laughs> get, one. Get her the special juice. <laughs> the special juice. Um, I'm shocked Lisa allowed them to film her. So she's on her patio drinking coffee or whatever. And she just turns to the camera all barefaced and wildly aged in the sun. It's like, Lisa, you're a prune. They've been doing her dirty like that all season. It's beautiful. I mean, she deserves it for some of the shit she's given people for the last few seasons. But they did it in a very beautiful way. She was beautifully aged. Um, Monica and Whitney are in bed together. Monica wakes up Whitney, who apparently spent the night in Monica's bed. She just rips those curtains right open. Just whoosh, here is the sun. Whitney's just like, oh, my eyes. I want to know how late slash early she went to sleep because full face of makeup and not a smudge. Not I... a smudge. Monica did say this isn't in regards to the night before, but the final dinner ended at two in the morning. Monica mentioned that in her live. Um, then she must sleep like a board, just stiff as all like, I don't know. I've slept in makeup before, too. It does not look like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Monica asks if Whitney is going to talk to Heather. And Whitney tells her she's pissed because Heather completely refused to talk with Whitney when they got home from the night before. Um, Whitney wanted to keep, she didn't want to keep talking. She wanted to like smooth it out before bed, you know, don't go to bed angry. But Whitney just decided to drop it and give herself some time to grieve over Sherry. I mean, let's not all forget, all of this is happening. Whitney literally is still processing the death of her best friend. He said, we I... see these episodes once a week, but this was like, they were filming this kind of stuff like every other day. Right. They filmed, I believe they filmed from about February until the end of May. And a lot of the stuff we've seen from the sound bath up until now all happened from the end of April to May. So this is all within two or three weeks of occurrence. So there's so many high emotions that we're not really piecing together because of how we see it. But when you think about it, imagine how you would act in that kind of a high pressure situation. It would be rough. Mm -hmm. And I have to give Whitney her props for navigating it the way she does. I do. Um, Monica tells Whitney how Lisa said that Whitney was probably off somewhere being dramatic when Monica asked Lisa where Whitney went and Whitney gets rightfully upset because Lisa was outrageously dramatic on the yacht as Whitney points out earlier with Meredith. So tell me with all of that, that whole scene, that whole opening, what, what are your, what are your overall thoughts? Um, I mean, I think a lot of it was so plain and simple. Like, I don't really have a whole lot to say here. Um, other than it was a lot of foreshadowing for the dramatics that are ahead of us. 
can I, I want to point something out and I kind of want to keep pointing it out um, because we know what happens later on. Monica is very genuine in all of her interactions. Yeah. She was very genuine here with Whitney. She was fully listening. She was responding in ways to help Whitney and show her like, I care for you. I'm here for you. I'm listening to you. Tr like, she, she also, doesn't... yeah. She also always says how she feels, or if someone was talking trash about them the night before, she'll tell them. She yep. doesn't hide anything, and it always comes back to burn her and not the person who said things. Always. What... Always. What I was going to say, one thing about Monica that I like, she doesn't listen to respond like a lot of people do. Because mm -hmm. we all fall victim to it. We do. Um, Monica spends a lot of time listening to understand and sympathize. And I feel like so many of us can take a page out of her book with that because it's so beneficial and crucial with trying to build relationships and trust with people. Yeah. It is. Um, yeah. So Angie makes it down to the kitchen for breakfast. Angie is ready for fun. She's excited to go on the mopeds and go shopping. And it's like, oh, if you only knew the fun was not going to last. Angie. We all felt that coming. We did. Um, it, it, it was just kind of nice, though, seeing one housewife who's like, yay, I'm so excited. Everything's going to be great. And it's like, oh, bitch. No. <laughs> um, Whitney goes to Heather's room so they can finally talk about their issues. And, okay. <sighs> Whitney ends up apologizing to Heather. And then... Heather ends up dismissing everything that Whitney is saying. She's refusing to listen to her. She argues with her at some point. And then in Heather's confessional, she reads part of the book to be like, this is what Whitney's mad about. So again, I've read the book. Heather doesn't read the whole thing. There is so much that she writes in the book. It feels like she almost had a lesbian fantasy to hook up with Whitney while she took photos of her. So it's like, if you're going to read it, read the whole part. And if you're not, don't be a stupid bitch and only read what makes you look good. Then they hug it out. Heather kind of apologized. And then they kind of move on. And then Heather takes a dig at Whitney again after she's, after Whitney's like, Heather, you were the crazy one. And Heather's like, oh, yeah, I'm the crazy one. It's like, it's done for now. I'm done for now. Ugh. What, how, how do you, are you done? Are you done for now? Because I'm done for now. <laughs> this was classic, classic Heather. Um, and classic Whitney. Whitney, I mean, classic Whitney as per this season where she's always apologizing when she usually doesn't have to. And Heather is, she never just says, I accept your apology and I'm also sorry it's never, it's never like a reciprocal thing. It never actually squashes anything because she never takes accountability. She doesn't really accept the apologies that she's given. 
and it's always really hard to watch. Yeah, no, I, she's so standoffish and I'm going to say she's guarded, but she's not guarded. She she's wouldn't trying... even look her in the eye. Exactly. It's like she knows Whitney's there to talk to her and she's going to do everything in her power to dominate the situation. She's not going to admit she's wrong. She's going to belittle Whitney in the most subtle ways possible and make Whitney feel like she's in the wrong. So when Whitney does say, who was it? Heather, someone was like, oh, who said it was bad timing? Hmm? I think Heather, didn't Heather say something like, oh, it was bad timing to talk. And then Whitney's like, no, Heather, it wasn't bad timing. I, we were, I was trying to talk it out with you. It's like... I I have so have... much information in my head. I don't even remember that part. <laughs> I get it. No, you're fine. My point, I'm just, I guess the point I'm just trying to make is I, I'm sick of Heather diminishing other people's feelings, but she tells people that she needs to be respected and listened to, but she doesn't give anyone the same grace. Oh, totally. Totally. And it, it, it goes even like fast forward to, the very last dinner when Whitney says Lisa says to Lisa, "Why is it okay when you do it?" But we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get. No, 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 not yet. We'll get there. No, I'm just saying that's the <laughs> same situation. But Whitney is having the same situation with Heather. Okay, that's all you're allowed to say. That's all I was gonna say. I wasn't gonna spoil <laughs> okay. anything. I wasn't gonna I was spoil like, anything. I was it like, just, oh no, oh no. There no. are just yeah. really strong themes throughout the entire episode. Where it's like, it's okay when one person does it, but not someone else. There's so much. That's That was all I was going to say. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. I should have trusted you. I, you, you know. <laughs> I know. You just finished the episode. I get it. And I've been going through like two days of nonstop. I don't uh, think I, I could <sighs> do this if I was like ruminating on it for that long. Because this was so much. I, I don't even want to watch this episode again. <laughs> The Instagram page has been crazy. Uh, a lot of our followers want to tell you hello. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, but Instagram's been wild. With also, um, I sent this information to Wes since he was on the episode last week too. I don't know what's happened in the last week or so, but we're now in the top thirty-seven percent of all listened to and downloaded podcasts. Woohoo! That there's like 2.9 million podcasts. Yeah, that's crazy. I I just I record this in a basement in my parents' home on headphones with you, and you're in your apartment, just like, hey, what up? We're literally just on a phone call talking shit <laughs> on Housewives, <laughs> and all of you want to listen to us. It's 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 funny because it just to me feels like a conversation between us, but there's so many people mm -hmm. involved with us, and it's like. I love that you all are here with us and enjoy it because I love that you enjoy it and I love enjoying all of you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back on track. Mopeds. The ladies, the, the ladies are at their day activity, um, mopeds and shopping. Um, they, they are starting their day out. They're going to moped to the shopping center. So Monica almost hits a park van. That was hilarious. Oh, the guy what? was so mad at her too. He's like, "You need to know what you're doing because because if I don't, I'll die." 
Well, yeah. He, he goes, yeah, you will. <laughs> and then they ask Meredith in her confessional the last time she's ever been behind the wheel of a car. And she's like, oh, gosh, I don't know. That's a great question. <laughs> um, Heather, Angie, and Monica, 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 go to a perfumery, and then Whitney, Lisa, and Meredith go shop at a little boutique. Um, I'll be honest. There's not much I really want to say here. I will say, I, here. Okay, here's my moment. Here, here's my one moment. All of the fans and Bravo people coming for Monica because, like. She used the Chime credit card, or she used the Chime card. You're all poor, too. I'm poor. You're all poor. But guess what? Monica's on TV, and she made more money filming her life in front of all of us than you did just sitting and talking shit. So who won? I think she won. Um, <laughs> Boo-hoo, get over it. Also, she was able to buy the perfume. Can, can we say that we would be able to drop $750 on perfume for our friends? No. I'm going to say 98% <laughs> of us will say no. So get real and get over yourselves. And That's like, all I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I love that. Um, that's like my only note in this whole, in this whole section too, is that um, on their faces, when her card doesn't go through is so telling of the way that they feel about her. And yeah. all she had to do was make sure that she could spend money internationally, which you know, was is an easy thing to forget. I, I'm going to agree with what you say, but I'm going to defend Angie a tiny bit. I feel like that was Heather's MO. That she was... had Angie did have more of an empathetic yes. look on her face, and Heather looked judgy AF. And, yeah, Angie, Angie was like, "Oh no, I took a picture of my card." And then even after that happened with Monica, when Monica's like, "Oh, I forgot to do international charges," and Angie's like, "Oh, oh I did that before I left." Yeah, Angie was Angie was sympathizing. Another thing I'll point to with that moment in Monica's live when she went live with Dana on the night of the episode, we learned Heather has still not paid her back for the Bermuda trip. So Monica said, hey, Heather, just take that out of the lawsuit and consider that payback. But Angie did pay her back immediately when they got back to the house in Bermuda. So she thanked Angie for that because at least Angie has some integrity where Heather probably couldn't define the word integrity. If you can't hear it, I'm snapping. Um, I, I yeah, tried I, snapping for you, but I don't think it came through either. <laughs> I love that Monica called it out immediately when she was just like, oh yeah, you guys were like, oh no, her card declined or whatever it was that she said. I'm glad she called it out to just kind of put it in check because she's very aware of the way that she's treated. She's very aware of it. I get, well, it's funny because the times we've gone to karaoke, even though we haven't gone forever... I spend money as if I make six figures. We can all probably agree to that. <laughs> like the way I order shots and the way I order food. Like I think my most expensive bill when we've gone to Charlie Wing Company was 179 before the tip. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, yay. If that were to ever decline, I'd probably just start crying. But then like one or all of us would would make sure it was covered. Right, but we're also all poor and we're not like living in the 1% like everybody except Monica. 
Yeah, that so, would be such a strange we, position to be in because we've seen her cry over the LV bag. And yeah. she is clearly, I wouldn't say she's self-conscious about it, but she has been made to feel bad about herself because of it. You want to know something funny about how I really relate to how she feels with that? Um, so back in 2014, I was in a weird relationship. I was a houseboy to a married couple. And the rules were the one husband was the one I was allowed to be with and whatever. But I'd hang out with them as a couple and we'd be a thruple, but I couldn't sleep or do anything with the other partner. It was just the one husband who had all the control. Okay. Um, we took a trip to Las Vegas and I met one of their friends from San Luis Obispo and she ran an Etsy shop where she sold jewelry and she was bragging about how much money she made. She wouldn't shut up about it. I just remember looking at her thinking, no one cares. Like, no one cares. Do you know who you're here with? I'm like, you're here with me and I'm poor. I'm like, I, I don't care. So she wouldn't shut up about it, wouldn't shut up about it. We go shopping and she goes into the Gucci store and buys a $2,000 wallet and she's bragging about this wallet. Mind you, when I went on this trip, I told the guy I was with, I was like, hey, I don't have, I don't have money to go. Like, I can't afford this. And he's like, no, it's fine. I've got you. I'll cover you. Don't worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So the nights we'd go to dinner, everyone kind of took turns paying for each other and covering. And one night when she's with us, Little Miss $2,000 on a wallet, uh, someone paid for a second time and she points at me. She's like, well, why can't that one pay? Oh. I, the way I wanted to jump over the table and just like shove my drink down her throat. Why, why can't I pay? Because you just paid $2,000 on a wallet and I'm wondering how I'm going to pay rent when I get back from this trip. So... I'm sorry I can't buy you a fucking burger. Go <laughs> shove that wallet up your ass and go back home and make a piece of shit necklace where you buy all the supplies from Hobby Lobby, dumb bitch. So, I feel for Monica. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shopping's over. Mopedding is over. We it's get another, time. We get another title card. Gets all intense. A clip. One hour later, Heather gets a phone call. It's the clip. It's been teased all season long. And we're sitting here watching it and we're like, oh, we're not watching anything new. Yeah. I was <laughs> we're like, like it's I was the like, trailer. Really not tell us? No, they just showed the same thing we've seen all the time. And then it goes to commercial. And then it comes back and then we get another another title card and it goes four hours later. So okay. And what's crazy is there's been so much circulating between Monica and Heather already that yeah. like I, we like we knew we we didn't know exactly what it was going to be but we knew who it was and so the fact that they've been teasing this all season when there's so much that's already out there it was underwhelming but also I'm just glad that it happened and that we didn't have to wait until next season for it again you thought, okay, I get what you mean. Never mind. I'm not going to, I get entirely 100% what you mean. So, okay. Uh, yeah. 
you're right. So, well, because a lot of us thought it was going to be about the lawsuit. Oh, I know. With Beauty Lab and all that. So the ladies are getting ready ready for dinner. They all hunt. They all head down for. I call it the Bermuda Triangle disaster, not dinner. Um, Heather has planned a game with pil- the Pilgrim Dolls. Usual. The Pilgrim, the stupid little Pilgrim Dolls make a reappearance, so she plans a game with the dolls. So the ladies have a doll in front of them, and whoever's doll you have, you need to ask them a question to solve a mystery you want to discover about them. And that kind of goes in line with the whole thing with Bermuda and the Bermuda Triangle and the shipwrecks and all the mysteries and disappearances there. So the theme, the theme was great. I liked it. So... Whitney has Lisa's... And can I can I interject real quick and just say okay. I'm glad it was a game where someone actually got to explain themselves. Right. They and need not more just of that. who you would throw off the wagon or whose husband would you kill or who's and they actually got to be like, hey, this is something I wonder about you. Like what yeah. is your answer? And they let everybody explain themselves until it got to Monica, but we'll get there. Yeah. So Whitney has Lisa. Whitney asks why Lisa told Monica Whitney was being somewhere dramatic. And then Whitney says that her mystery is, Lisa, why do you get to be dramatic and no one else is allowed? Which was fair. That I feel like Whitney asking that was fair because I can yeah. see why she would ask that. And um, Lisa's answer was also pretty fair. Monica makes a joke. She's like, I didn't imagine telling Whitney about Lisa would end up creating the best drinking game ever. Um, Every time you hear the word dramatic, take a shot. And then they show a clip of the ladies playing this game. They said the word dramatic 14 times. We'd We'd be on the floor passed out in our own vomit and piss if we played that game. Um, that moment, just that moment with, I know you kind of said a little, that whole moment with Whitney and Lisa, what was your take on that? Um, I'll give my take before knowing what we know by the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, I really thought the mysteries they asked would have been more interesting. Um, but the whole, like, dramatic thing between Whitney and Lisa, this was, like, the first time Lisa just owned it and was like, yeah, I'm dramatic and you're dramatic. I'm dramatic about you being dramatic and we're all dramatic, 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 dramatic. And I was like, okay, like, she owned it for once. And then, um, oh, goodness, what was the other part? Um, I can't remember. <laughs> That's fine. It's because yeah, I, I'm, I wanna... sure, I'm, I'm sure you will. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably come back around to it. I'm just glad. Oh, I remember. Lisa owned it. And then they both just dropped it. Like it was nothing. And I was like, that's the first time it's ever happened where they weren't like screaming at each other. I was going to wait for a little bit to say it, but I'm going to say it now so people understand where we're going with this. Um, because if you watch the show... The- we know that a lot was left out of this dinner. We didn't get the clips at the beginning. We didn't get to see Meredith and Whitney kiss each other, which we saw in the trailer. We didn't get to see a lot of things. So they specifically only focused on what's going to come up. I feel like this moment that I'm going through right now with Whitney 
asking Lisa and Meredith asking Heather and then leading Heather to ask Monica. I feel like the four ladies planned this. I and we'll think get so in, too. We'll get into that too when we get there. So Meredith now. I, I also have a theory. Ooh. Okay. Um, I think that some of what we missed will be shown at the reunion as receipts. Yeah, they do that a lot. They did yeah. that last year with Dana when she had her moment of ripping Jen apart and telling her that she's not going to have money on her books. And Yeah, I think that uh, I think a lot of what we missed is going to come back around. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, Meredith has Heather and she asks Heather why she didn't have her back more on the trip when the ladies were coming for her because they've been friends for several years and it hurt her. Um, what's your take on that one? Without spoiling what happens next, because I have more to say about this thing in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. I yeah. told you, this is tough. It was so I hard know, to take is, notes on. This Spent is Spent hours tough. on this. Um, I think that Meredith is in the right because everybody always repeatedly jumped down Meredith's throat without ever once letting her speak or explain herself. And I loved what she said about I've matured. I didn't give you a big reaction and you still won't listen to me, which says more about Heather than it does about anyone else. 100%. Yep. I like that. So now we get to Heather. Um, well, actually, so in response to, I'm so sorry, in response to Meredith, Heather asks why all the ladies believe Monica and Monica says well I have the evidence I have the proof I had the DM I had the timeline and I threw myself into the mix when I didn't even have to Monica basically owned it and then Lisa this is where I can tell they planned this Lisa goes I don't think this is getting anywhere so now they get to Heather's turn so they skipped Angie entirely they did Whitney Meredith Lisa said she wasn't going to play because she didn't want to be dramatic anymore and now we get Heather. So Heather is like, oh, well, I have Meredith's doll, but I don't have mysteries about her. So Monica, uh, there's there's an unsolved unsolved mystery with you. Who Who is the real Monica? She decides to ask her. And now we get another flashback to the beach before dinner. And Heather has assembled the Avengers to... Tell them their mission. And the core four are all together. And this is where Heather drops the big bombshell. Okay. I'm going to sum this up and I'm going to go through it. And then when I'm done, I'm just going to let you go full force with what you want to say about all of this. Okay. Okay. Heather tells the ladies she wants to confront Monica at dinner. And she wants their help. Because Heather just got information that Monica is the one behind Reality Von Tees, the account that was solely dedicated to taking down Jen Shaw. And then right after she says that, we get back to the dinner, and she tells Monica she found that out about the page. And all hell broke loose. So with that beach scene, and then to Heather telling Monica... You are reality volunteers. What do you have to say? What What do you want to say about this shipwreck? It was Monica on the beach with the app. <clears throat> no, it was so 
planned and so dramatic. So planned. Yes. And can I just, I have two things. Okay. Um, two big things. Okay. Number one, why does, I mean, I obviously I've mentioned this before. I did not grow up Mormon. However, yeah. I have been to Mormon church and I've seen enough that I recognize the cadence in which Heather spoke during this thing on the oh. beach. Oh, I'm very excited she, to hear this take. Okay. She was speaking like, what do they call their priests or their preachers, their pastors? Bishop, well, no. there's bishops, priests, first counselors. However people get up and talk at the church, like... I, I don't know if I could do an impression that would give it justice, but that's she was speaking like she was when, giving a when, Mormon church sermon. No, the the best way to whenever we talk about it, especially my family, we because you can say it in Utah and you can say it around us because we get it. We just go. It sounds like she's giving a church talk. Yeah, it was yeah. very like it was. I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was just like da 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 da. It comes across. It comes across planned, rehearsed, and demeaning. It was. It was just. It was really rehearsed, and I. There was just something about it, and I was like, "Why does her cadence sound so familiar?" And then it clicked, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds exactly like that very specific." way of speaking and it made me really uncomfortable no it's like you know what it also kind of i didn't even think of that but now i'm thinking of it so i'll give an example it's like the first of the month they have their fast sunday where you're supposed to fast until your sunday dinner and then that sunday is when they do testimony meeting and that is when they open the floor in the congregation during sacrament meeting to let anybody in the church bear their testimony. And a lot of the time you get the same thing, and it's, I know I've made fun of this before and I've said it before, but you will, you'll get the generic, I'd like to bear my testimony. I know this church is true. I love my mom, my dad, my brother, my two sisters, my grandma, my dog, I know Joseph Smith is the true prophet, and I do say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And then that that's a kid. But then you'll get like you'll get like an adult who goes up there and they'll walk up and they'll be like, I'd like to bear my testimony. I, I know this church is true. I really need to share this story. It's always breathy. Because it's always breathy. Always. With, and yeah, then like, it's always like, like the inflection's always down. Yeah. And it's always something like my child was stranded the other day after basketball practice and mm -hmm. they called me and they didn't they didn't know what to do to get home because I wasn't there and I wasn't going to be there for hours and you know they didn't know who to call and Luckily, our neighbor, our neighbor saw them. Our neighbor saw them standing on the corner. And I've never gave them, someone. They gave them a ride and they brought them home and they made sure they got in and they fed them. And they sent me a text and they said, 
Julie, your son is home. And I broke down in tears and I looked up. I looked up and I thanked God. I thanked God for all my blessings. I will and I, say. And I know. And it's like, shut up. I've never actually heard someone cry at a Mormon church before. And I've never bought what I've heard. The crying is almost nonstop. There was there was one time someone talked about like her marital issues to talk about how she knew the church was true. And I was like, bitch, we don't need to know this. Goodness gracious. That I've not experienced that. Um let's go yeah, to the... a let's go to a sacrament meeting one time where it's the first no. of the month and go <laughs> no we'll, we'll go and you'll be my bartender and every time someone cries during a testimony, you'll give me a shot and I'll take it. Oh my gosh. I no. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I would not go. That would be terrible. <laughs> Awful. So my my second thing is um the way that Monica throughout the season has been consistently accused of scheming, lying, fronting, whatever. Yeah. The fact that Heather obviously and purposely schemed this entire thing and was like, you guys are going to back me up and this is what I heard and this is this and this is that without showing them a damn thing. She just, we never, we've never seen Monica scheme or plot or anything. And if they were really, if Bravo was really trying to take her down early on, you think that we would have had some indication that Monica was a villain I know with the editing, they want this to be this giant bombshell at the end, and that makes sense. But the yeah. fact that we've seen Heather's scheme, and this just solidifies that. There was no mistaking it. She planned this whole dinner. Every woman at the dinner besides Monica and Angie knew it was going to happen. Uh-huh. You know, Heather says... You're an internet troll. You are a cyber bully. And then she says she had text from Monica's phone saying, I am reality Von Tees and I am applying to be uh, friends with these women. Monica's like, what? Show me. I want to see. And then Monica or Heather's like, oh, this is how I know I'm telling the truth. I have your perfect formula, receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots, everything to prove you're a fucking bully and a fucking troll and then monica's like no 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 this is bullshit it was never monica who ran the account and then when monica gets more of a chance to talk um she is saying heather everything you're saying is not entirely true and everyone's like well what does entirely mean da 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 Monica's like, well, it's partially true. I partially ran the account, and the ladies just flip the fuck out. Whitney's you know like, what? Whitney's like, I can't sit by her. I can't sit by her. <laughs> it was literally so incredibly dramatic. I feel like if that was in my position, yes, I would be shocked. My jaw would have dropped just the same as it did while I was watching this. But I'd want to know all the information before I freaked out. I would want to know who else ran the account. What was said about me? Who was against me specifically? Right. Before immediately, like, damning someone with no evidence. But, like you said, 
this is why Heather brought it up before. She didn't want to bring it up right off the bat at dinner with no one knowing because if Heather did that, she wouldn't have the support. So when she uh -huh. gets to concoct it and formulate it in her own way, she already has these ladies on the defensive. So she she purposely didn't give Monica a fair shot. Um, Heather brings up Monica's other last names, Monica Fowler and Monica Darnell. Um, she brings up, I was going to buy you a gift card and I found out you had all these names, which funnily enough, people who don't watch, uh, don't watch the social media stuff and only watch the show, they're not going to understand how Heather didn't know about the beauty lab stuff until after filming commenced. So Heather knew what she was doing by saying they found out about Monica and the payments, putting that in the confessional. Heather didn't know shit. That wasn't until months after they stopped filming. That was in August, a month before the show even started airing. So again, that's Heather playing that manipulation game and doing that shit to make Monica look like the bad guy. Um, so she knew about the non-payments, but no one had sued anybody yet? Or did was the lawsuit no. already in effect? So, Heather is talking about that as if it's something to do with why they're mad at the dinner. At that point in time, at that Bermuda dinner, Heather had no idea about that. Oh, gotcha. She only brought yeah. it up in confessional. Exactly. Fact. Okay. Um, and then it gets brought up how ugh, this, okay. Gets brought up how Monica was caught on security camera at Meredith's store the day the clutch was stolen. And uh, honestly, this whole point, the security camera issue, I don't give a fuck. It didn't even really look like her. Right, well, she did have blonde. It did. She's had the blonde hair. But my thing is, I don't care. Okay, she's been in the store before. Megan, how many places have you been briefly with other people and not remembered you've been there? I mean, if I remembered, then I'd remember. But I can't think of an example. <laughs> exactly. But let's be real. That's something common. Do you know, there's times I've been with people and I've been on my phone. We've walked in a store. I couldn't tell you where we went. Yeah, Get yeah, I mean, that happens. And bringing that up as if Monica has something to do with the stolen clutch. Unreal. And like, okay, I get Meredith losing her shit over that. But the reaching, the reaching is amazing. It kind of proves with Meredith's reaction, I need more moments of Meredith screaming on TV. Um, mm hmm but yeah, I, I understand the way Meredith was. Can we also say how beautiful she looks, even in moments <sighs> when she's incredibly distressed? She is so beautiful. <laughs> it's unreal. Like her eyes just it's they unfair. get so big and they're so bright that it's just, I was watching her now. She's just stunning. She's almost more beautiful when she's angry. I don't know how that's possible, but it I is. I don't know if it's because like her eyes get big like a shark. <clears throat> <laughs> I love it. No, so like I get I get Meredith's response. I don't get Heather's. Right. Well, the thing is, um, Meredith at this point has so little information, and she doesn't. They're all reeling with all this information that's just hit them all at once. Heather's had more time to process because she's been hanging on to it all day long. Right. These ladies get all of it right before this dinner, and of course, Meredith's gonna immediately be like oh, well, she must be lying and then freaking out about every time she can think of that oh, could yeah. have been false. 
Uh-huh. Heather's so, was so she's manipulated this entire event. What really gets me is how people just absolutely don't see Heather's manipulation and like the way she has such support is actually devastatingly concerning for me with like society as a whole supporting what's happening is like I know humanity has its issues and shit like that and I know this is a reality show and things are crafted and it's funny but at the same time there's that many people that think what Heather is doing is okay is wildly concerning to me wildly there is so much information here <sighs> so Lisa's we... activated. Oh, I was going to say, bef before we get to that point, um, I want to back it up to the one thing about Meredith where I said I didn't, I, I, I wanted to reference the scene that we just talked about. Okay. Um, and just so you know, we're still very far away from the one moment you're probably thinking of. Yes. But I think it's more relevant <laughs> here than when there's more information okay. all the way yeah. at the end. Um, when Meredith asked Heather in the mystery game um, why she didn't have her back more on the trip when uh, everyone would, like, be against her about this app. Yeah. I like that she asked that after knowing Monica's involvement with that account because she's still questioning Heather at this point. Even with right. all the information she has, she's still like, why don't you ever have my back? Because they all clearly have Heather's back during all of this. I, you're so right. And it's so, it's so true. And it's so telling of like Meredith's character. Like, sure, I'll back you up on this, but also you need to own up to this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to bring that up while it was still relevant. And so we can move yeah. on to Lisa's activation. <laughs> so this is the first time Lisa is activated. Um, she screams how Monica would like, you would drive by Jen's house. And Monica's like, I worked for her. Why would I need to drive by? And again, okay. I personally will say, and I said it in the last episode, driving by someone's house, this is my take. Everyone's going to have a different take. I don't care if you disagree with me because this is how I feel about it. I don't care how you feel about it. It's how I feel. If you're just driving by someone's house that you know, and you're literally just driving by, there's no harm done in that. The harm is done in that when you get out of your vehicle and then you approach the home and you get on the property. Don't do that shit. Or if you're spying. Right. But like trying to make it seem like Monica is a stalker and she is stalking. J Shut up. Shut up. And I love, I just loved when Monica's like, I didn't have to do a drive-by when I was with her all the time, dumb bitch. <laughs> and then Lisa at that point, Lisa gets out of her chair and they're just shouting, dumb bitch, piece of shit, dumb bitch. And production comes running out of the house as if Lisa's about ready to go over and fight <laughs> they, they were like scrambling with that sliding glass door. <laughs> they did not know how to open that. They did not. <laughs> um, I loved... So all this chaos is going on and then we cut to Monica and her confessional. So the noise calms down. It gets a little peaceful and then Monica says, Von Tease was never just one person. It wasn't just me. There were several other humans involved. But bottom line, our mission was to take down Jen. The other women were just collateral damage. I mean, I don't find anything said there to be awful or wrong. 
she's just telling her truth in it. Like, I mean, yeah, what is it? Is it a shitty thing to to do something like to have an account, especially when there's other people on it that maybe aren't being as careful as you or aren't being, you know, as yeah, like what's the word? Like Monica clearly had one motive with so many people on the account. Who knows what information was circulating or who was talking to who, or it can get messy really quickly. Is that you a shitty thing put, to be a part of? Yes. Yeah. But Mon- everything Monica said was very straightforward. She was like, this is what it was. And because it had nothing to do with the other women, why would she bring it up? Yep. I mean, Monica says she never t- and I, and it's not just because I love Monica, even if I hated her, it's the way she sat calm and still and stoic and stern the whole time. Monica says she never talks shit about the women on that page. She gives them all the names of the people who ran it, even though, even they, though they weren't it out. listening. Right. Um, the ladies were, that's what I said. They're so heated. They're not even listening to what Monica has to say. And then this Angie tries to get involved. And Monica says, if you want to start, to get involved, Angie, y'all talk about your involvement with Reality Vontees. That, Angie... that had me. Oh, and yeah. It's show cold. Angie lost her shit. The moment Angie lost her shit so much that she picked up a flower arrangement and went like she was going to throw it at Monica, I was like, you are hiding something. Oh, I believe yeah. She's, I... I, be- I believe she's in the mafia now. That was my exact <laughs> thought. I was like, oh, she's, <laughs> she's mafioso. Yeah, mafiosa or whatever she called herself on Instagram. I but, just, um, I mean, there's I really, one way to give Monica her flowers. <laughs> right. I just, I couldn't get over Monica the whole time, still just sitting in her spot, not moving, not phased, not crying, not really not getting fight. out of control. Like someone's about to throw flowers at her, and she doesn't even flinch, and she goes, "Do it, you plastic bitch," or whatever she says. <laughs> it was great. Um, now Whitney's mad. Oh, my gosh. Whitney's mad because she now thinks that Monica is the one who attacked Whitney's family. And Monica is like, listen, Tanisha, my ex-best friend, that is the one who started the account. Now, for those of you who don't know, and this is where things are suspicious and why we're saying Heather planned this. Not only is Tanisha Heather's hairdresser. She has been her hairdresser for two years, but she just now conveniently tells Heather all of this information when her ex-best friend Monica gets cast on the show. Okay, great. Tanisha, if this is all true, share the bad shit that Monica supposedly said about the ladies. But are you not sharing it because does it have your name all over it? And they're only mad at Monica for some reason. (sighs) It's like, I don't know. Um, and I get I get Whitney's point when Monica tells her the best friend started it. And Whitney's like, well, then why start it? Like, why do it? But it's like, okay, Whitney, it's getting lost on you. It was a Jen Shaw takedown page. Focus. And then Monica again tells all of them she didn't start the account. They're not listening. Meredith, Meredith tried And this is where I was like, Meredith and Whitney are the only two trying to have the conversation. Meredith says, Monica, what makes sense to the most mature ones? Shockingly. What specific things did you do on the account with the account? 
And then instead of letting her talk, all the women just start yelling and argue again. Again. And the only, after Whitney, or not Whitney, um, Monica and Angie had their moment where Angie almost threw those flowers at her. Angie shut up. So even though all the ladies were yelling, I believe Angie stopped talking because she knew Monica would 100% take her down. I'm glad they showed the receipts, too, with all the things that Angie said to, to that account. Uh-huh. 100%. And one thing, too, because she did come after Angie Harrington. Why? Because Meredith and Heather still follow Angie Harrington and her husband. And if they were so against this troll account shit, why are this... I mean, Heather's basically best friends with Angie Harrington. I blocked her because she's a such a she really is a terrible person and I tried to overlook it, but I can't, but you can be friends with Angie Harrington where last season, that was the whole storyline with them. But all of a sudden now it's a problem. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. Yeah, I want <laughs> so, to see what was even said in the DMS. Yeah. Cause it's obviously not on the page. I want to see what the DMS were saying to them, why they were so panicked about the whole thing. Yeah, because all the stuff they showed, and it's been on posted on Instagram, and I shared it. The screenshots they showed on the show were not even from Reality Vontees. They were from a page called, like, July something or other. And they were actually posts that Jen's lapdog assistant, who runs her page currently, shared. And he was actually coming after Heather. None of them, none of the stuff they showed for Reality Vontees on the show were Reality Vontees. So figure that out. Um, Monica tells the ladies that some of the videos on the page that she took of Jen that the assistant told her to record are what got posted, like the screaming at her dressmaker and all that. And before she can even keep talking, Lisa and Heather, this is why Heather did it, because she knew Lisa would do this. Heather loses her shit and goes, what are you going to do? You mean Video... Lisa? Lisa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa <laughs> goes, what are you going to do? Video all of us and post it online when you're pissed at us? Fuck you. And it's like, let her talk, Lisa. And then they argue and they argue. And then the moment that had you in shock, Monica says, my most favorite thing that's ever been said on camera she's like you are so stupid you're always so stupid you know fuck you you dumb old fucking piece of shit leather rubbery bitch donald trump fan shut the fuck up <laughs> read her to filth it literally dragged her the part that made my like the, the jaw drop photo that i sent to you <laughs> was the line that came right after this when she said if you want don't want to be videotaped then don't abuse your employees and don't abuse your physically dropped yeah. don't abuse your employees the way jen shaw abused hers that, that i woof like what happened these ladies were not prepared for Monica and they were not prepared for a takedown because number one, there's still been no takedown. There's been a lot of defamation going on online. There is no takedown. She is there's like not the I most... feel like Monica knows things, especially having been so close with Jen Shaw. She knows things. And these are women who are very privileged and they have a lot to lose and they are scared. She threatens them because she doesn't have anything to lose. Yeah. Um, 
this this was actually my moment that after I laughed my ass off with that line, this is where I kind of dropped my jaw and was like snapping at the TV and clapping. Monica delivered probably one of the best confessional moments in history. So Monica goes, and she was so genuine with this and like so matter of fact, I don't think reality Von Tees was a bad thing. I think that scamming elderly people out of millions of dollars is a bad thing. But I think having a fucking burner page on an Instagram account to expose someone and their abuse is not a bad thing. I think that's just telling the truth. I will add one more thing to the table. And my favorite confessional of all time at this point is even Gossip Girl couldn't stay Gossip Girl forever. Oh, we were going to get there and I was going to let you say it. <laughs> no, that's so true. The second she said that, me and Isabel were like, oh, Megan's going to love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, Gossip Girl. So after this... Was, this... this was giving yeah. Mean Girls and Gossip Girl combined. Oh, 100%. Um, after this round of arguing concluded, Heather gets up and delivers her rehearsed monologue. It's like she, it, it's like she thought she was up for an Oscar or something. I, I am not. Listen, if you want to hear the monologue, look it up. I will not delve into Heather's monologue. I've given her enough of my voice right now already. But uh, before we get to the big moment, do you want to say anything about her stupid monologue? I don't remember it. Enough said. So Heather... (laughs) (laughs) I really don't remember it. Heather finally admits that Jen Shaw gave her the black eye in season three. The big reveal. We know. (laughs) The greatest thing was I showed it to my dad and he laughed harder at that than I've ever seen him laugh in my life. It was incredible. The biggest thing for me is like when she was like, oh, Jen Shaw gave me the black eye, like not shocked. No. Not surprised. But also you guys are all angry at Monica for a burner account where she admitted to it and then admitted that her part in it was only about Jen and you bring up after over a year that Jen basically punched you in the face Uh and you were mad at Monica for being honest and it's no one's shit. mad at Heather for lying to them for months and months and months and months, lying on reality TV, lying on interviews, lying on social media. She knew the entire time and she lied 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 and, she lied and, she lied and you're mad at Monica? It's unreal. It... And you're all shocked. Oh no, how could this happen? But you're not going to question why she wouldn't tell any of you the truth. She's still defending Jen after all this time. So one thing I will kind of, I won't share the whole story. So again, if you want to see it, it'll be on my story for about 16 more hours. Uh, Jen Shaw is threatening to sue Heather Gay, Bravo, and Andy if Heather reveals actually at the funeral anything about... The funeral? Oh my God. Somebody dies. No, the reunion. <laughs> I mean, I guess everyone, I guess the takedown is universal. 
Why am I thinking of a funeral? Anyway. I, be because heads will roll. Heads <laughs> will roll. No, Jen Shaw is threatening to sue if at the reunion Heather mentions anything specifically about Jen Shaw giving her a black eye because since there was an investigation and no one found anything, her name should be clear. So it's a mess. I posted the full story, but Heather has herself in such a mess that I love that this hasn't seemed to work in her favor. And it's like, you've now got your hairdresser. Her hairdresser posted a video of domestic abuse between Monica and her mother online that was shared with the hairdresser in confidence by Monica. And then Monica had to explain this was never supposed to get out. I shared it with my then friend at the time in confidence it would never get out. They've used it against me. Mom, I'm so sorry you had to see this. I didn't mean for you to ever see this. It, like, it's a mess. Like, I hope Tunisia gets sued and dragged through the mud because doing this for 15 minutes of fame is despicable, disgusting, repulsive, and they're dragging in friends of Monica's who have nothing to do with the show, who are not in the spotlight. It's like, go touch some grass and get a fucking life. Woof. Wait, so there yeah. was an investigation. Of, I'm back. I'm running it all the way back. There's there's an investigation that they did an Jen had punched Heather. There was an investigation. Apparently, HR got involved in anything. So it's a possibility Heather lied to HR on the show, which is also another issue. Goodness. It's a mess. There's a lot. So yeah, Heather reveals that, and then she tells Monica to pack her bags and go. And honestly... You know what's crazy about that is, like, Meredith is so iconic. You can leave. And Whitney is so iconic. Heather, shut the fuck up. Heather's Heather, not iconic. Not iconic! I was Heather's... like, you could have been iconic, but you chose not to be iconic. Heather's it's in your delivery, baby. It's in your delivery. She's a tryhard. She's a bad actress. She's embarrassing. Just, Heather, quit the show for your own good and raise your daughters out of the church. Like, navigate I, it with them. Because I, I think, I think she's a bad. I think Heather is a great mom. Go be a mom. Get off the show because this, this has gone to your head and your ego is so big. It's, I want to throw up. If Monica's not back, I'll riot. And by riot, I just mean I'll watch it and I'll be angry while I'm watching. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she wouldn't need to tell me to leave after that. I'd go myself. I mean, they weren't even letting her speak. It was an ambush. Heather set it up on purpose. Heather's goal was to never let Monica speak. Her behavior was so disgusting. Like, Heather is bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the barrel. Um, She's definitely at the bottom of my housewife housewife list. Yep. And she kind of has said, been like the last four episodes at least. Probably five same. or six episodes. Yeah. Monica said she did know this information would come out. And then, of course, you already said, but I'm like, and she probably said your favorite thing at the end of the show. <laughs> say it. <laughs> say it again. Say it again. Gossip Girl. Even Gossip Girl couldn't stay Gossip Girl forever. XO, XO. I want to dead that. XO, XO. <laughs> so that, that's the finale. It concludes. We get, our we get our finale cards. So I will let everyone know. So the finale cards 
Heather has been relishing her time with all three daughters, enjoying conversations about life, love, but definitely not sex. Still not iconic. Whitney continues to navigate the bumpy road of marriage with Bobby as her chauffeur. That one was funny. After sending Jack off to the missionary training center, Lisa has kept herself busy with her new favorite hobby, Henry. Goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this Like this they couldn't one, give Lisa anything else. I I felt bad. She deserved more. Angie After and this Sean season, totally. Oh yeah. Angie and Sean have recommitted to working on their marriage, starting with more nights and alone time. Electra now sleeps in her own bed most of the time. These, I know I'm like interjecting every time you finish a sentence. That's um, the point. That's the but, point. But like <laughs> every single one of these is incredibly underwhelming. Right. Not a single one of these I, I was like did them any justice. This, this one was the only one that I thought was good, but even this was lackluster. After a rough winter with her friends and four unbearable days without a bathtub, Meredith went home and immediately upgraded to a jacuzzi in her rental. Iconic. So, and then before we get Monica's finale card, we get one more confessional with her. Um, production asks her, so take me back to the final dinner when the women asked you to leave. And she lets us know there's more to the story we haven't heard, but we want to hear. So we actually had two of our listeners, um, Christy from Whose Side Are You On podcast. She's incredible. She had some thoughts to share. And Wes, our guest last week, had quite a bit to say also. So they're going to close us out and I am going to leave all of you with Monica's final thoughts on the episode, but her card was also kind of underwhelming. Just so since arriving home, Monica has not spoken with the other women nor her mother with her divorce finalized. She is focused on raising her daughters and has no plans to return to Bermuda. And that's it. And that's that's all she wrote. XOXO. <laughs> Gossip Girl. Next week is the reunion. Part one. I'm going to miss the live of it. And I'm super bummed about that. Oh, sad. But, it's okay, um, though. I'll be watching it as soon as I get home. <laughs> I'll be watching it. And then I'll be taking my notes and doing my shit. <laughs> <laughs> It was fun. Well, what what a finale. Goodness gracious. That there was just there was so much to unpack there. Y'all, we honestly didn't even say everything we probably wanted to say, but we can't no. we can't go much longer. I mean, we still have to hear from Christy and Wes and mm-hmm. Yeah, I just you know, if you want to keep the conversation going. Follow follow the Instagram, Salty Housewives Podcast. You can follow me personally, Dallin.Thorup. Megan, where can they find you? Megan X Golden on Instagram. And Alrighty, also, well, Megan. Sh- yeah. Shout. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was oh. going to close it out. You have more to say. Oh, I was going to say shout out to Wes 
because he is the real house husband and he has something to say. Wes is Wes is now our official real house husband. And listening to his voice note, I was like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Wait, what was that? I don't think I caught it. <laughs> yep. yep, yep, yep. I mean, yeah, Wes, Wes is incredible. I, I, Wes is incredible. I'm so glad Christy decided to send in her thoughts. So yes, everybody... I love the energy of that one too. Oh yeah, we're we're gonna take off. It's been a pleasure, Megan. We're so glad to have you back. Enjoy the rest of your night. Um, everyone, please enjoy what Christy and Wes have to say. We bid you adieu. Bye. Bye. Hi all. This is Reality with Christy Marie, and here's my thoughts on Salt Lake City finale. Now, what I don't understand is we spent two or three episodes now screaming and yelling at Meredith about all this leaked information. Who said this about that? Who said all of this information about the other ladies, not Jen Shaw. Okay. Monica's Von Teese and Tanisha and all these other people, they proven it started because Jen Shaw screwed her over. Now, if I worked for you, you decided you're not going to pay me, right? Then you offer me to do fraud, to be like you, be a fraudster. And I say, no, okay. You don't pay me. You offer me to do fraud, then I find out that I'm working for an actual fraud who's going to prison. So yes, when you don't pay me and screw me over, I'm going to get a fake account or whatever she did, make up Von Tees to expose you, okay? Thank God she did. Now, again, why are we talking about Jen Shaw? Who knows? Because we have Heather now, who is protecting, she has protected this fraudster bitch for two years now about this black guy. Conveniently now, she's not going to protect her any longer because it's convenient for you, Heather. You don't make any fucking sense. Tanisha works for you. For two years, she said working for you, and she never told you about this, all this stuff that's supposedly about all of you guys. Nobody ever told you about Vontese, right? Okay, so again, we're screaming, where is the other account? So that's another thing. Is there another fucking IG account? Is Bravo not showing us that for some reason? I want to see where all the screaming and yelling was about all this stuff because they were about to fight Monica over this, correct? Over what? Exposing Jen Shaw on Von Tees? Who fucking cares? I said who cares, right? But again, Team Monica, because this woman sat there and she said, yeah, I did it. And then Heather tries to say the only reason Monica was honest about her life it's because she knew it would come out. No shit, Heather Gay. No shit, Sister Gay. Ding dong. Okay? And like, you're not too smart, right? So, again, you're jealous, Heather. So, again, I, I want to get back to why are we not revealing the account that was being screamed and yelled at Meredith for it. Do you believe Meredith? Do you believe Monica? Do you believe Meredith? What is that? Where's that? We're going back and forth. Where's that account? Where is that all screaming and yelling about the stuff that was revealed about these other ladies, right? About ending friendships with Meredith over. Not, that's not about Von Tees, okay? And if there's something in Von Tees that they're not showing us, you know, Bravo has an issue, okay? They like to f pick and choose what they're going to show, whatever. That's what production does. Remember when they didn't tell us that Monica fell down the steps at the Easter brunch and made it look like she just ran out of there grabbing her kids by their hair, pulling their kids, you know what I mean? Bravo, bravo to bravo for making it seem like this is something bigger than it is. Von Tees, not a secret really, honey. Not a secret, bravo. Sorry. 
Everybody that's screaming, yelling, and Tanisha, Tanisha, you need to stop now. You look so thirsty. You look wit knit, like nitwit thirsty. Stop it, Tanisha. Stop it. Girl, nobody's going to pay you for anything. Nobody's going to pay you for an interview. You can run your mouth all you want, but listen, show all the information that was supposedly leaked about the ladies, not Jennifer Shaw, please. What are you hiding? Where's the other account? Is there another account? Anyway, thank you guys for letting me, let me vent about that. Oh, I'm sorry, Reality with Chris Marie. I'm on the Who's Saudi One podcast that you can get on Spotify, Apple, and all the others, and also on YouTube. Love y'all. I just had another thought. Now, say that I'm wrong, and there is only one account, and it's the Vontis account, right? Now, where is all the information that supposedly was talked about the other ladies that we were all screaming about leading up to this episode saying, do you believe me or do you believe Monica? Do you believe Meredith or do you believe Monica? right? So apparently one of them was leaking information about the other ladies, not Jen Shaw. So please, somebody tell me, where are those DMs? Okay, maybe they're hiding them in the Vontese account. That'd be pretty fucked up. Think about it. Because Tanisha or Monica, nobody's showing us anything that has to do with all, any of the other ladies, right? Taking down their ladies. You know why I think? Why? Because they have all kinds of shit that they've said about Heather and all the other ladies, maybe, and they're not showing that part. You know what I'm saying? Because Tanisha works for Heather. It's like, where are these fucking DMs that you were screaming at my Monica about? And you don't believe, uh, you don't believe Meredith or you don't believe Monica. That was what you were asking us, right? So I want to know where the other DMs are or the other account. Am I wrong? Am I crazy? I probably sound crazy. Again, this is Reality with Krista Marie. Sorry if that was too long again. I just had to make that point. Hey, Dallin and Megan. I just wanted to send in this little clip with my uh, thoughts on this week's episode. Um, I have been feeling kind of sick all day, so my voice sounds crazy. I think um, the trauma of all the stress of this episode has really just taken it out of my body. So, um, no, I, some, some kind of cold situation going around. But I just have to say this episode was amazing. Top-tier Housewives TV. Um, I cannot remember the last time I've watched a live episode of Housewives that... I had this reaction to like just so 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 good um that being said I <laughs> I had several moments watching this episode where I was just like pissed because when you know things about certain people and how they operate and um have that perspective it's really hard to not see things for what they are as you're being served uh information as a viewer without the real context of what's happening um and I know that doesn't sound like it means anything but basically my take on this whole thing is it seems like Heather, I've been saying this since day one, Heather has had it in for Monica since she joined the show. She does not want Monica on the show. Monica's proximity to Jen is a liability to Heather's position on the show. Monica, um, just by being present makes Heather look bad because Mon- because Heather rode Jen's dick so hard and was her ride or die for, uh, seasons especially last season when she had already been arrested and was soon to be con- of con- and soon to confess for her crimes heather was still out there saying stuff about jen monica uh was involved in trying to take her down so now we see this weird situation where heather is trying to pin all of this stuff on monica for being like an internet troll and for being a fan and for stalking the ladies and all this stuff um the best lies always have a thread of truth. And I think that's what we're seeing here is there is some truth to what she's had to say. Yeah. Monica owned that she was involved in reality. Von T's. There were five people that were involved in that plan 
to take Jen down. And if you're a viewer who doesn't know anything about the Reality Von T's account, has no context of, of about what it is, then yeah, you quickly buy all the stuff that Bravo and production, for whatever reason they're choosing to kind of protect Heather in this situation, you, you buy all that stuff that she's serving us as truth without verifying it. The real situation behind that account is that I've been following Reality Von T since day one. I was interacting with that page ever since the video clips leaked where, um, if you remember Koa, the dress designer that was working for Jen was getting screamed at and those, those, uh, videos got leaked by reality Von Teese. I was so intrigued by this. I was so curious. I already had a weird feeling about Jen. So I started DMing reality Von Teese. I started DMing Koa. I wanted as much information as I could get. And I've been a follower of that page since day one. Now the context is that page existed briefly as just at reality Von Teese, and it got taken down. Um, probably because Jin Shaw had people reporting the page and then they reposted the page as Reality Von Tease 2. So if you see anything out there that's not Reality Von Tease 2 on Instagram, then it's not real. Um, but this page's singular focus the entire time was to take down Jin Shaw. Um, the page is still up. You can see all the content. People are trying to say, oh, a bunch was deleted. No, that w- that's not the case. I wouldn't have felt comfortable um, being, you know, so interactive with the page if they were just being purely hateful all the time. And this was strictly a Jinshaw takedown account, like aggressively so. And with good reason, because we have a lot of evidence that Jinshaw was abusive and she was treating her employees horribly and not paying her people, much less running a, you know, nationwide scheme to defraud the elderly that put her in prison. Um, so, so yeah, no, th- this stuff about you were trolling all of us, you were, we were waking up in fear, this clutching of pearls of, you know, we woke up every day wondering what this account was going to say about us is just patently false. It's lies. They're trying to bundle a bunch of other stuff that I'm sure has happened. Like it doesn't surprise me to know that these women get stuff from trolls or receive horrible, um, messages from deranged fans running burners because let's face it, the Bravo fans are psycho. And I'm a Bravo fan. Like I, these, these things happen, but they have no evidence or proof that Monica was the one doing this. They're trying to lump all of this together into one big pile and say that because Monica was part of this burner account that was involved in taking Jen down, she was also doing these other things. It's just not true. Even from a lot of the DMs we were seeing, um, that's uh, even even a lot of the DMs we were seeing. They're not exactly what Bravo is even saying they are. If you zoom in on some of them, I have some of this on my page. You can check it out. If you zoom, zoom in on them, it's Reality Von Tease was reposting stuff that Jen was doing and was defending the other women or Jen's assistant who's still loyal to her to this day. They were saying horrible things about Heather and about Whitney and Reality Von Tease was calling out the hypocrisy. And anytime the women got, got criticized by that account, it was because they were writing so hard for Jen, despite the fact she was clearly doing a lot of shady and illegal and highly unethical stuff. So yeah, they might've caught a few strays here and there from that account, but it was because of their proximity to Jen. So, um, I don't buy this, that they were getting, you know, all this other stuff that they're saying, like, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. They're criticizing Monica for wanting to, sorry, there's an airplane going by. It's getting really weird and loud. Um, 
they're cri- criticizing Monica for saying, they're saying things like infiltrating this friend group. Um, that's not how this works. This is a TV program. This is not a real friend group. This is fabricated friendship for TV. They didn't inf- she didn't infiltrate a friend group. She got cast on the reality show and she joined the cast. So of course she's going to be, you know, participating with her castmates. It's not fraudulent. It's not phony. It's her being a cast member on the reality show she was hired to be a part of. So this whole thing just feels like gross to me, frankly. And I think that Heather's gotten a little too big for her britches and she thinks she's the queen of the show and can just throw her weight around and determine who gets to participate and who doesn't. It's very clear that she's trying to um, circle the wagon against Monica and she's like bullying the other women essentially into not participating with Monica in the future as a way to try to ice her out, which is a housewife's tactic Um, but it's just, it's, it's just gross. Like this, this whole thing just feels wrong and it feels like bullying. It feels like a gang up and I don't like that. That's just, if you're going to fight, fight fair, but don't do this dirty nonsense. Um, and like, that's not even getting into the, all of this stuff about Tanisha. Like Tanisha was involved, uh, Heather's hairdresser, Tanisha was involved in reality Vontese. We've already seen DMS on Monica's page proving that Tanisha was the one who gave them the email address to use. She created that email. She was part of the account. She was telling them that they should post the the juicier stuff. Like she was involved from the beginning and she worked for Heather for years. So if she's going to hold Monica to account for that, she should hold uh, Tanisha to that same account, first of all. Um, But also, um, yeah, this, she's yet to give me a compelling reason as to why she should sell out her friend Monica after she got her big break on a reality TV show. Like she went on a whole other podcast talking about for an hour about how she's going to spill all this tea about Monica. And when it came down to the question of why she actually did this, why did she turn over this information to Heather? She was like, well, it was just like some petty stuff. And, you know, it didn't seem like a big deal at the time, but you know, just, we just had a falling out. Like she doesn't want to give us the real reason. And I just feel like it's petty nonsense and jealousy and her friend got a big moment on a reality tv show they fell out and she had all this tea and these dms which these are private group chat messages between her and her friends of course you're going to say things to your friends in a group chat that you wouldn't say publicly on instagram or on a tv program like you're you're gonna cut it up you're gonna talk shit with your friends that's just how it works now we have tanisha leaking all this stuff to heather and heather crafting this whole narrative that uh, about about Monica and um, trying to pretend pretend like she just got this information moments before. I don't believe that for a second. I do not buy that. She's been orchestrating this since day one. And if not day one, she had definitely got this information months before uh, this whole thing in Bermuda. It's, it's just the whole thing is a takedown scheme. I think it also explains why she and Lisa randomly became close this season and and put their differences aside i think they both just agreed to have an alliance to take down monica and um i don't know i'm really curious to see how the reunion plays out i'm sure monica's hands aren't completely clean like i'm sure she played dirty at some point too but this is housewives this isn't sunday school the women all play dirty like this is and, and everything or anything monica's done i'm sure pales in comparison to what we've put up with and what the women have have put up with and covered for Jen for for years so I'm not here for this let's fire her she ran a troll account that's just it's I think that's just silly like 
just do your job, interact with your castmates. And if anything, they should be sending Monica um, uh, an edible arrangement for the fact that she saved the struggling show after last season, put their show back on the map, gave them the best finale in its history. And um, if they were smart, they would want to keep her around because she's good TV and she gives them things to talk about. So this just, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts, clearly. I need to go take a nap. I need to go eat some yogurt and uh, take care of myself because this has really got me (laughs) worked up. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, thanks so much for having me back on the podcast. Um, Keep doing good work. There's so much more I wanted to say, but I knew I wasn't going to be heard at all. There are a lot of things that I could have said. That was not the time, but there is so much more to the story that needs to be said, and trust me, you're all going to want to hear it.